You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. Yo, what's up guys? Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for Scandal. This is season two, episode seven. Seven episodes already feels like forever. Um, and this episode was titled Defiance. Um, wow, what an amazing, mind-blowing episode. I'm still shaking. I was blown away. Um, I'm your host, Emilinus Jr., and as always, I'm joined here with my amazing and wonderful gladiators. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Canelia. Hi, Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. And uh, we are going to start with Scandal Pace. Now, we had a caller earlier. I don't know if they've called back yet, though. Not yet. We'll get them online as soon as they do. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about... I'll let Sophia lead into Scandal Pace. We, um, and, and really, we need to do this because we're so blown away by this episode. We need to start somewhere. And um, where we're going to start today is whether or not Becky, also known as Cocaine Girl whether or not she is good or bad and whether or not Olivia already ran a background check on her and that's why she didn't she suggested for Huck to be normal and to just let things lie as they were. Well, and that's I saw that comment on YouTube. Like you guys know we get a lot of our scandal paste from YouTube, so we really appreciate your comments. Um and I think that with Olivia being the person that she is, even though she's been off her game being so thorough, I don't think she would let Huck jump into a relationship without doing some type of background check. But at the same time, she has been off her game, so maybe she's kind of blinded by love, too, where she doesn't really. What do you think? I don't think she ran a background check on her. We're on the line with AfterBuzz TV. Oh. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. Who are we speaking with? This is Lavinia. I'm on the East Coast. Oh, hello, hey. Gladiator. What's up? Oh my God! I, my heart's still racing from the last five seconds. I don't even know where to begin. Oh. So tell us quickly, what did you what did you think? Were it you- was it had me on a roller coaster. I was uh, up and down, and then when they, I knew something was going to go down because of the music they were playing in the preview. But I did never think that they would, he would get shot. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I love it. I am a diehard scandal fan. I, I even took the first season to work and got all my friends that work hooked on it. Good job. So, you are a true gladiator. <laughs> so do you have any thoughts on who shot him or like who who ordered his assass- his potential assassination? I'm going to go with Hollis or either his wife. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of ironic how his, the security, the Secret Service agent 
come out of the blue with pictures of Olivia. I think that's kind of ironic when he said he had asked that they stopped following her. You know, all of a sudden you get these pictures of her with Edison. So it's either between Hollis or the first lady. Interesting. I think those are two really great predictions. Can you do us a really big favor? Can you make sure that you tweet us um, right now so that we literally know exactly what your Twitter handle is? Well, do you tweet? Yes, I'm, I think I'm on all of you guys' page. I am Coco Kisses Twenty Five. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's how we know you. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for calling. And it's funny, we're probably actually going to piggyback off of your Hollis and Melly um, assassination conspiracies during um, our predictions. Great! I can't wait to tell my friends at work. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so thank much, Gladiator. So all right, you guys have a good one. You, you too. too. Stay tuned. Bye bye. All right, that's our scandal pace. And right. uh, if you want to continue the conversation about Cocaine Girl and Huck, we can continue that online. But let's get into our first topic, which was Harold Pierce, who is this, um, they call him the eccentric billionaire because he owned this company and his son was worried that he was going crazy because he married or he was dating this bimbo. And uh, they weren't sure what was going on. He's driving around the house on a motorcycle and they wanted to get him checked out. So we have Harrison and Abby go to. Um, go to the judge and she says that he needs to get a psych evaluation and then as the story progresses um harrison and abby are starting to get closer and closer and then we have a moment where harrison i don't want to call it a slip-up because there's nothing they can do they called a doctor the doctor was actually a minister doctor of theology and then they got married so they couldn't do the psych evaluation they still monitored but i want to instead of talking about that story we want to talk a little bit more about harrison and abby because i i, I like the bond but harrison has have had this inner struggle since Olivia put him in the awkward position of telling Abby this lie about David. And, you know, I didn't, I don't think I fully understood or I didn't think that David and Abby got so close to the point where she'd be affected at this point. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, even though she, she, when they were, when he was in the shower, she popped up. Like you could solely, she totally. But with Abby's motives to, get information i could see that as it just being not not saying that she was strictly Mm -hmm. in that relationship just to get information but there was a little bit of her who was more cautious saying okay i'm just here for for business a little bit of pleasure very true but this is the only man that she's been with since she's had her ordeal when she was abused with her husband which is why i feel it went it moved too fast she wouldn't have moved in or gotten so attached emotionally attached so quickly I, I see what you're saying, Emil, but I think it's actually for that exact reason that she did get attached. And also, you have to remember, David's not a stranger. Mm-hmm. So for all intents and purposes, they were friends, or at least you know working together as colleagues, and they knew each other. That's, I think, the first part. Number two, I think, when she kind of laid her cards on the table and said, hey, is this some conspiracy theory, or, or are we really doing something? And he affirmed to her that they were really doing something. I think for her, that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't think she's someone who casually does things. I think she's very snarky, and she's very witty, but I think when it comes to her heart, that is something she protects. I mean, it's it's kind of normal the person who has like the big the sharpest tongue normally has the softest yeah, heart. the, the softest heart one is the weakest right. one. and yeah, and usually. so i think that it definitely affected her and i think not only did it affect her because i think she was getting close to him and the whole you know the like he wanted to give her a drawer i think it's how it ended 
because then it makes her have to question everything. So something that could have potentially existed in a nice little vacuum and they could have broken up and she would have been hurt and gone over it. But for it to end in a manner where she potentially thinks that he's an abuser and she didn't see that, yeah. it's going to play because she has to find some logical place there. And she has to make it right. That's the only thing that's going to make her feel better. So that's actually what her brain is doing. But she knows, no, the facts say this, even though her mind is telling her something else. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I but agree. I, And I think that's exactly why the dynamic with her and Harrison is intensifying because Harrison can feel it. And because Harrison has been put in charge, he feels that not only was he the person to deliver the blow, he then feels like he has to make it better. Right. And, yeah. right. and then also, um, just, just to pick you off that, also, Abby was in a uh, she was in a state of mind where she felt like she had no one to go to. Mm-hmm. Olivia wouldn't answer any questions, and you know her and Harrison, you know they weren't extremely close. They worked and and, and had to go check out cases together, but they never really had like a, a like a bond bond until after the situation. So by her now being intimate with someone and they could share their information, you know, pillow talk, she felt comfortable with David, and so I could I you know for me that's why I felt she. You know, she totally fell for this guy. But this is my question. Jumping ahead. Because now Harrison had to do what he did. And now in her face, he's this, you know, this shoulder to lean on. He's this, this, you know, this even stream. And then Olivia to her in her face is, you know, this shoulder, this other shoulder to lean Mm -hmm. on. What's going to happen when (laughs) Abby finds out that both of them had something to do with it? Is she going to run back to David? Or... She'll be killed off. You know, like, because well, again, no, I, like, what's going to happen? Because yeah. she will find out. Mm-hmm. And now it almost it almost makes me cringe when I see them playing like the the innocent side to her face. <clears throat> I know they have to, but I'm always like, oh, because it's just going to make it that much worse. and It's going to make her feel that much more betrayed. Well, think about Quinn, how she's going to feel when she finds out. Oh, her. Oof. <laughs> when she finds out, I mean, she's she's getting clues. So once she finds out that that Huck and Olivia, oh, <laughs> I feel like, with the, but the, you made a good point. The thing is, they're it's as part of them protecting these people. It was, it was for a greater purpose. It's not that they were doing it just out of hatred or to abuse them or whatever. It's to protect them. For Abby, she was putting herself in a situation where we see at the end of the episode, what can happen. Like, Abby was putting herself in a situation where she's not just dealing with uh, the normal cases. She's dealing with powerful, dangerous people like Hollis Doyle who don't care about little Abby from Olivia Pope and Associates. So, in in the end, like, I understand, you know, it is hard to see them, like, smile to her face and treat her like she didn't... What's up? No, keep keep going. I was just saying, I understand where you're coming from at the same time. It's for a greater good. And I agree, but... It is for a greater good, but Abby will never know completely. Mm-mm. She will never know the complete story. Like, she won't know. Well, maybe. We don't, yeah, know, what yeah, Shonda, we don't know what Shonda has in store, but I don't really. I, I'm wondering if Abby will ever be taken to the point where she will see that if David would have kept digging, this would have happened. It would have linked back to the whole defiance thing and then the polls and then Quinn. Like, will Abby see the whole story or will she just get a piece of it, which won't make, which she won't understand? <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> and maybe that's where a character arc is going, though. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with this because now I feel like Harrison, especially Harrison, he's, he's so invested in this situation 
when it blows up. He's in the middle. He's in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it just makes me so nervous. But I, I but I think at the same time, and I think that this storyline is extremely important because we have been going in really hard on Olivia. And I think that Olivia, you know, represents that strong person where she always has to be strong for everyone. And, you know, if she gets it right, we're like, okay, woohoo, and we move on. And if she gets it wrong, we kind of pounce on her. Mm -hmm. I think that by shifting the focus to Harrison and Harrison being the lead, someone that we are more emotionally invested and we haven't we haven't elevated him yet to Olivia's stature. We're able to empathize with him. So so in his having to make it better and kind of play both sides of the fence, it allows us to go, well, what else is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that the irony of the situation is he's actually being authentic. So, you know, when they're watching this, you know, 70-year-old man or however old he is who just married his 20-year-old socialite and they're dancing and he can tell that she's sad, I think he organically, you know, wants to make it better and he organically really is like no you're gonna meet a good guy i don't think in yeah. that moment he's not he's not trying to con her mm-hmm. he's trying to make it better for his friend mm-hmm. and yeah. i think that that's a lot of times thing. that's really what olivia is doing it seems like it's for to prevent a scandal it seems like it's to prevent defiance but at the end of the day she's really just trying to protect her friends and i think that's where i'm a little edgy about because harrison does have those good intentions but abby won't see that i completely right. agree and, and I, I think every time i see i'm like oh no. and it doesn't matter to me if she gets the half story or the full story when you're the person affected, right. you don't care. She's not going to care, yeah. especially given how the reason Abby got in trouble in the first place mm-hmm. was, for lack of a better phrase, she's defiant. And we've seen what happens when someone's defiant. Because what does it mean? It means you go against the authority. Mm-hmm. So in this case, that's Olivia, right? Normally, if you have an authority figure and someone's out of line, you need to either pull them in line by choice or by force. <laughs> We're gonna see where this is going. We already well, know that they we, use force once. Just also really quick, but as as us as, as um as upset as I was as Olivia to hand this um to hand this situation off to Harrison because she was too busy laying up with that fool. <sighs> um, but you have to. <laughs> I can't you, deal with you. But you have to realize that Harrison is the only one. Who's really on? He's he's the only one who's on top of his game. So as much as I hate that she did that, that was the right thing to do because Harrison is the only one out of that whole he, group that is set. What? He's on top of his game, and we got to wrap this up this topic. But he's yeah. on top of his game. But I wanted to know what you guys thought because I feel like she started him off a little bit because he's so affected with what he had to do for Abby. What did you guys think about the line where she said, um, "You got you got to earn it." Yeah, you have to earn it. He said, "I, I earned it the hard it. way." Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about that? Stand up to her. Put her in her place. I like it. I love it. I don't, and I'm going to disagree with your wording. I don't think it's putting her in her place. Harrison is not disrespectful, and something about that sounds disrespectful to me. I think it's more that he's, he's showing that he has the right to be a leader, and a leader is simply communicating, hey, I have the tools, I have the skill sets, and I've basically gone there for you. So you don't need to keep reminding me. I'm no longer the student. I'm starting to rise to be not your equal, but to be someone who can take charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, guys, real quick, uh, just so before we run out of time, let me talk about Amazon real quick. Guys, you know when you go to the AfterBuzz site, because we love it so much, at the top of the site, you see the uh, link to Amazon.com. So what that does is if you click on Amazon.com, 
Why can't I speak? <laughs> Amazon.com through AfterBuzz. It takes you directly to the site. And what that does is gives us a kickback from all of the um, the purchases that you buy. It's no extra charge for you. You won't get any extra taxes added on to, to your purchase or anything. But it just gives us a little more um, incentive here at the studio so we can do stuff like keep the lights on, keep everything <laughs> going. We have water. We have nice cups. You know, it, it, it helps pays the bills. So just make sure when you shop, get your Christmas shopping going. Click on Amazon through AfterBuzzTV.com. And we have a question from a guest in our uh, guest room on AfterBuzzTV.com. Oh, Melissa Nyamini is asking, is Harrison showing that he could be a good fixer? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Especially yeah. with that situation. We need, I guess we didn't touch on this. The situation with um, dealing with the, the billionaire and his son, he, he took control. I mean, Olivia, like you said, she was busy doing other things, not important things that you think, but... She knew that he could handle this particular situation, and he did. He did what he had to do, and it turned out beautifully. Yeah, really did. So, yeah. but I, uh, I mean, he's had a good teacher. Like I think what we were talking about before the show, you were saying something important. I was saying how the storyline. I felt like this whole billionaire storyline wasn't necessary, but you said it was necessary because it was setting up for us to see that Harrison is more than a gladiator. He's a leader, as well as the fact that, and I think that Melissa, it's. And I hope it is Melissa. Melissa, I think that's a great question. And I think that what Olivia is doing is I think that part of the reason that Stephen left is because they were no they were literally simply associates. They weren't potentially rising up the ranks. Mm -hmm. And so even in so much as there was a six month period where no one got his office, I think Olivia is really trying to not make the same mistake. Number one. Number two, I think that in her desire to be normal then there has to actually be a fixer that's always p- active at Olivia Pope and Associates. And maybe in some same point, she's trying to step back. So if she steps back, she needs to, you know, appoint someone or promote someone. And I definitely think that it's Harrison. I think that he's rising to the occasion. I think it's a great question. And I think that, that you know, that does make sense because I particularly wasn't fond of the, the main scandal. But now that you put into that perspective, now it does make sense. I, I didn't. I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't care for this particular scandal. So. And yeah. he is the only one who really can take the lead. Mm-hmm. Allie, Abby right now, she's not really focusing on the task at hand. She is, but she has her other stuff going on. Quinn, obviously, is looking into her own personal issue and trying to see what happened with her in the past. And Huck, Huck, is that's not his job. Like, his job isn't to take the lead on the scandal. He does what he does, and he knows what he's supposed to do. So, Harrison, I mean, he is the next in line. It's his his role. Well, this is going to lead right into the whole defiance and polling, kind of. With Quinn trying to sneak around, trying to figure out her past by trying to, at first, play it off as if she was dealing with the whole billionaire thing. And we all knew what was going on. But Huck tried to shut her down, but at the very end, we see that the plane that Quinn was brought to DC on was Verna's plane, which is one of Olivia's associates. Right. And she's also part of the uh, yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about defiance. We, the first, the first part of defiance that we dealt with was James was getting information from David. And, you know, I really like David's persistence and David is really, really, really trying to figure this thing out. And he finally figured something out that the polling was rigged, but it was not. I mean, James is like, you know, you can tell the growth in James just in these couple of weeks. You know, James would have just, you know, taken it just to try and prove something. But since he's had his little conversation with um, with, with Cyrus, you know, you could tell that he's making a smart decision. So he didn't think that it was that important. But it wasn't until that uh, uh, birthday dinner that wrong the... I'm- 
that, that something's bothering you about James. And I, I can't, I don't know if I'm trying to trust James, but he is so adamant. It seems with trying to get this story, not, he has to realize it's going to affect his husband too. And when he, he asked, um, Cyrus, if he could go to the dinner with the president, did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. He was trying to plead to Cyrus to go to the dinner with the president. And, you know, he's going behind Cyrus's back, getting all this information. He knows that basically Cyrus said this whole Hollis Doyle situation, our bed pillow talk and all this stuff, that doesn't need to go to the press because you don't know. He knows that this situation is going to lead to some bigger scandal. He has to know this. And the fact that he's going around Cyrus's back and could potentially end his career or even worse, I just don't trust him. But I don't I don't think that. When I don't think that he wanted to go to the dinner because he was going to get some scoop. He's uh, he's the other half, and he wants to be a part of the circle. He wants to go when he wants to snooze. That's true. And so I feel that that was his motive for why he wants to go. I mean, hell, I would go to. I would want to go too. Like you ain't. Am I for real? No. We, would you no, have to put me in check though, because I forget that that is the president of the United States. I forget stuff like that. I would go. Exactly. We all would go if you're listening. <laughs> we would all go. But I think that I think that what we it's very easy to forget is that James is a reporter, yeah. and by nature, how do I say it? reporting? I think that we see it as very glamorous, but at the end of the day, for a majority of the front end, it is one of the most grueling jobs that you're going to have. And so I think that people who go into that profession must be inquisitive by nature. So I think that what's happening is that trigger has now snapped on. So in the same way that Cyrus, the the essence of who Cyrus is, is he has to protect his baby, which is President Fitzgerald Grant. I think that James's trigger has been switched, right? Number two, I think that Cy didn't say... Stop all of your conver- like stuff with Hollis. He basically was saying, because you use pillow talk to then get these exposés, let this line of, of stories die. Technically, those line of stories are gone. Yeah. He's not angling from there. And I think that's even why he initially got the Redwell full of documents. He kind of was like, oh, it's some conspiracy theory. You know, David always makes a really good case. And again, you know, just like Bam brought up, when that story was brought up in the manner that it was and Melly was like, no, 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 let's talk about something else. And you could see everyone at the table looking at each other because everyone, the, the Fab Five was there minus Olivia. Mm-hmm. It clicked in in a way that I think that he really is on robot mode. And he, he feels guilty every time he tells Sai he's somewhere that he's not. You can tell he feels guilty, but there's a there's a pull. And on some levels, he potentially may think that that's just as patriotic as Sai thinks it is to protect Fitzgerald Grant. Because this is major. Yeah. And even- I don't think that he felt guilty because it wrote... Oh, I'm talking to my dad. That rolled off his tongue. So well, in a way, quick. if you think about it this way, Cyrus has been lying to him. So that is very true. Yeah, he right. might not feel guilty about I th- it. You feel you have a little shadiness inside. You feel bad when you have to lie to your significant other. If you don't, then I don't, maybe you just go harder. I don't know. But take the fact that he's a reporter out of it. If I got some information like that, I'd head straight to Google. If I had the means that he had and I wasn't a reporter, this story is the type of story that if you crack the code, this could mean everything. So forget him being a journalist. Forget all that. If regular Joe Schmo 
was at that table and got a packet earlier that day that said somebody said, listen, all of these counties votes were rigged, yada, yada, yada. And then at that same table that night, you heard that same information. Right. I mean, it's like with me being gluten free and there was all these tweets yeah. that was on the table. <laughs> it's like you put you just threw this right in my face on purpose. Like it, it, the information could not have been handed to James it, well, let's talk about what sparked the information. It was uh, Fitz at the table recounting the story of how he won the election. And can, then we found out about Defiance County. What's up? Can we do one more guest question yeah. real quick? Two people have asked this question. Uh, guest 254 and Tish9345 wants to know, what do you think Cyrus's reaction will be when he finds out what James has been doing behind his back? Funny thing I is, think it, be too, I think by that time it may be too late. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing because honestly, the minute James was at the high school, I literally screamed at the TV in my head, <laughs> don't let him in because I literally was like, oh, James is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they, ha- they have to stop it. And at the end of the day, they, the minute someone's going to get word that the article is going to leak because that's, that's how everything runs in Washington, but let alone the White House. I think Cyrus is going to have it, like, and it's going to come down to Cyrus. Cyrus is going to have to be the one to make the decision. And I think, yeah, I think we are. I mean, Cyrus, I think, loves James more than life itself. But at the end of the day, we all know Cyrus is a monster. Mm-hmm. Well, he is, but that is his husband. Or then it could, it may not even have to do with Cyrus, but somebody is going to get rid of James if this gets out that he knows as much as he does. Yeah, maybe the, so, judge, oh. the judge, Hollis, Olivia, anybody, all of them have something on the line. Mm-hmm. All of them. So somebody's getting rid of James. Once he opens his mouth about I this, think, it's I, over. I think Cyrus will try and fix it. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think... It was so awkward. Well, not awkward, but when we were looking or sitting at the table with them, I imagine myself sitting at the table with them in the scene. <laughs> but we were sitting at the table with them, just looking at their faces as he was recounting the story because you could see like their mental guilt in their mind as he was so proud of how he won the election. Um, and then seeing James' face once he real, I, I think the thing was because if we could see it, I think James could see it. And once he put all the pieces together, then he could see in Cyrus's face. Oh, he knew about this all along. That's why I don't really think he had guilt. Oh, I, I, okay. I, that I think is very astute, but I completely okay. disagree with you. What do you I say? completely disagree with you because I don't think that's what he was aware of. I don't think he noticed everyone looking at each other. I, I think, think it so was, either. I don't, I think it was literally just a matter of he had information and here you then have the president of the United States of America sending you a, a, a target directly to the information you received. And I think that if he had then continued to look and he didn't find anything, it would have been done. But then every piece led to every other piece. And then it culminates with finding the last polling machine. What is there's 150 polling machines. There's only 149 in the, in the County board of elections. There's one at a high school. He goes, the, the missing piece of information is a memory chip. He finds a memory chip. You need five of them to have the tally for the committee to see what the actual votes are. And he knows. And again, I still, I don't, I think that he feels guilty in so much as I really don't think he wants to to lie to him. I don't think, I think when he's doing it, he's not thinking about anything else other than the story. Right. And also, I don't think that James had, he was so enthralled. First of all, he's sitting in front of the president. Like, this is us. You're the president. He's not too, he's not looking over like there's some, he's looking at the president. The president is telling a story and he's laughing. He's engaging. He's not paying attention to anybody else but what's going on to the story because now, not only 
is he enthralled with the fact that, oh, my God, I'm sitting in front of the president. <laughs> now the president is telling me a story of something I just heard that I didn't believe. And now you're telling me to confirm. And Fitz is saying it like nothing is even mm-hmm. nothing's wrong. Yeah. He's telling this story so genuinely. Poor thing. Poor thing. Like he's talking. He's proud of it. I, you know, I thought I was I was down in the, in the last you know minute. I, you know, came back and we won. It was great. Yeah. And everybody around him is like, uh, I take it back. I take it back. Emil, you just triggered something. There's a little tiny part that there was a moment, and I can't wait to watch it back, that James looked at Cyrus because Cyrus goes, but I trusted my chief of staff. And James touches him because remember they said that all mm-hmm. the pollsters said he was going to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the Fitz goes, oh, but my chief of staff told me otherwise. He always gets it right. And James kind of looks at him like proud. He's going to look back at that table and he's going to connect the dots because he's going to realize, like, Cy is the president. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe not in that moment. Like you said, in the moment, he was so focused. But when you reflect, just like we analyze the show afterwards and think about things, he's going to put the pieces together and think, oh, OK. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. Right. And I think and I think this is why this show is so amazing, because it really is that all the pieces of information fit together. And it's literally that information goes from one person to the next. And it's and you know, it's also how much specifically with this that because the polling has to is digital, it can be manipulated, right? And we all know that we rely on technology all the time. I know that one of the main things that I rely on technology for is iTunes. Um, and as you guys know, we have a podcast on iTunes as well as a video webisode on YouTube. Um, but basically what you can do is you can go to iTunes.com and you simply type in Scandal because that should be your favorite show. But if you watch any other shows after here at After Buzz TV, we do so many scripted as well as reality TV shows. You just literally go to iTunes.com, you type in your favorite show, and what that allows you to do is it allows you to listen to the podcast, but you can also rate, comment, subscribe. Again, rate, comment, and subscribe. Um, And we literally go on there almost every day. We love to hear your comments. It helps us do a better job. It helps us formulate scandal pace. And it, more importantly, it helps us really think about gladiator theories and gladiator conspiracies. So again, make sure that you go to iTunes.com, you rate, comment, and subscribe, and tell a friend. You have to tell a friend. And I just learned the other day, I'm, I don't have um, an iPad, but Emil does, and you can literally go on, and I think it can be on either Apple products or non-Apple products, and they have a little um, an application where you can organize all of your podcasts. So you can be in traffic or you can be on the metro or on the subway for some of you East Coast uh, gladiators and you can listen all the time, right? That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So again, go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. We love you gladiators. Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm reading all the tweets from you guys. I can't wait to talk about yeah, this one crazy. tweet about the, uh, the end of the episode. Dear God. Mm-hmm. But then, um, simultaneously though, guys, we talk about the scandal with, with James but at the same time, Quinn is figuring out the other side of the same scandal. So now you have two people working one scandal at the same <laughs> time with, you know, with two different sets of eyes. Mm-hmm. Quinn, so focused on trying to find out what happened to her, fell on the information mm-hmm. that now ties the judge in with her scandal. So before she was just wondering how she got from point A to point B. Yeah. How did they beat the case? What was really going on? But she never knew who was involved. Now that the judge is involved, this links it back completely. And let's say this this information that James has does come out. Then it's going to give her more to look into because now this big scandal 
is going to tie back into for her what she's looking into. This is crazy. I can't. This I is can't my th thing with Quinn. I'm actually kind of irritated with her. And the reason being is her only question should be, did Olivia set me up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If Olivia didn't set her up, she needs to stop. No, think about it. Right. Because I actually personally don't th I don't I don't think Olivia set her up. I think that that oh, she yeah. somehow she somehow ended up into it. And because she was an innocent, Olivia was like, I need to protect her. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, she needs to, again, stop. You are dealing with a spy. Yes, he's your friend, but he's a spy. He drugged you once. At the end of the day, what do you think is going to have to happen? Are they really friends? No. I think they genuinely are. And I, I think they genuinely are friends. But at the yeah. end of the day, I think it's irrelevant. So Quinn needs to think two steps ahead. And what is she going to do? So you just literally said that the Supreme Court Justice of the United States of America is involved with an explosion that killed seven people. Because that's really the scandal, yep. as she knows it to be. Stop and think. Olivia needs to come back and give her the same speech that she gave Abby. I have to. I asked you yep. to stop. Now I'm requiring you to stop yeah. because mm -hmm. what's going to happen with Quinn now, the same thing that she had to do with Abby to get her away from David, she's going to have to do something similar to get Quinn off of, off of her back. Yeah. I have to play devil's advocate. Sometimes when things happen, happen to us, we just want to know. And she has a right to know that because... Her life has changed and she wakes up and 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 you're like she wakes up and she has this she has this whole new identity. Now, what I thought was interesting is when she went to Huck and she said that, you know, that there were two people um, that there was, you know, two people on the plane. And she said that I think the two people were myself and you at that point. I, I was she still didn't reference anything to Olivia. Which she doesn't I, she doesn't have to. Like, I think. Huck by by referencing Huck, she's referencing Olivia because mm -hmm. that's why she specifically said Verna Thornton, who is Olivia's client. Robert, yeah, so okay. it's it's all it, yeah, it's and all I, tied together. I see what you're saying. I see if that were me, I would want to know. I want to know everything anyway. I have a problem with not. I don't like surprises. I like to know everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But something needs to happen to get her to stop. I, like She probably won't because now that she knows that the judge is involved, she's going to go full force with this whole investigation. But something needs to happen where they pull her back off the ledge. Huck needs to hurry up and get on that Blackberry and say, <laughs> Olivia, uh, Quinn knows something. She's now digging a little deeper. So... Mm -hmm. She can get on it. We uh, have a uh, guest question about Quinn, actually. Okay. Uh, Denise from D.C. called in. She wanted to ask, <laughs> is, does anyone else think that Quinn is a lot more intuitive than we give him give her credit for? Today, Definitely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, I've called her chicken in for a long time, and her, 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 her um, character has really taken a back seat. But those, cup, those three scenes that she was in with Huck today... I'm really digging. I'm really digging in it. It was a complete flip. I loved it. Yeah, like, I, loved I loved it. it. I mean, she's annoying still. Yeah, but just to finally see her, see that <laughs> she have a brain. Like I was, yeah. thank you, thank you. Like you're not stupid. <laughs> okay, um, I think I'm the only one who's Team Quinn. I've never thought she was stupid. However, what I liked is I liked how quickly she switched. I think she's now, she's almost playing Quinn, and she's like, I'm no longer Quinn. I think she's now. No, let me rephrase that. I think that initially she was Lindsay playing Quinn. She was this naive young girl that something had happened to. Now I think she's fully settled into her new identity, which is Quinn, which is an associate at Olivia Pope 
which is an associate at Olivia Pope and Associates. So I think she's starting to act like a gladiator. She's just having to do it. She's gladiating for herself. So I thought it was I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, before this, the whole time I was thinking, what's Quinn's purpose? Is she just here so Olivia can watch her and feels bad because of what happened that she had to protect her and take her from, away from her life? Like, why was Quinn really there? You know what I mean? But now she's actually, you know, like you said, she's stepping into the actual Quinn role. And we'll see, you know, over time what actually goes on with her. But somebody needs to stop her because it's going to be the she's she's it, there's a bucket. There's a bucket of people who are in danger. David is in danger. Mm-hmm. Abby was in danger. Quinn is in danger. And James is in danger. So, like something needs to, but to again, happen. But again, Quinn doesn't know all this information. Quinn only knows about herself. She doesn't know about Olivia. She's going to keep digging, they though. Yeah, she's yeah. not going to stop there. Yeah. And she should keep digging just because her identity has changed and she wants to know. I mean, she has the she has she has the right to know what's going on. But again, be careful what you want and what you wish for. Yeah, no. She I, doesn't. She doesn't realize by her wanting to figure out her past she doesn't realize that this is going to open up a can of worms and it you know it could potentially you know cost her and to to quinn's point like to in her defense nobody has really told her Mm -hmm. to chill out with this because (laughs) just trust me like she knows but sometimes for some people, some people you gotta you gotta you but gotta Olivia, you gotta handhold them a little harder than you do some some of your other kids. And with her, it may take again, like it did with Abby, to say, "Chill out, mm-hmm. sit sit down." Like I, I feel like Olivia, though, towards the beginning of the season, she was trying to tell her, you know, trust me as far as getting her off the case. And it was kind of a double thing because she was saying, you know, trust me because know that I didn't put you in this situation blindly like I know what's going on like I have prior knowledge I know why you're here and even though you don't know just know it's for the greater good and I understand where you guys are coming from as far as her wanting to know you know why she is in this situation but I'm trying to put myself in her shoes and I just feel like knowing the type of situations that Olivia deals with and then once I find out the Supreme Court justice is involved I feel like that would put me in a mindset where this can't just be some tiny scandal the Supreme Court judge is involved my life could be in danger like why would she I completely agree with Emil, and her life already was in danger. We're forgetting she was oh, on yeah. trial for murder, and she knows that Olivia rigged the case. <clears throat> She's a lawyer, yeah. So, so at the end of the day, she knows that her case was lost. That's why she she tried to make the plea just to have life versus being executed. So it's not like this is a minor issue. You got off. You're never going back to jail. Do you really want to stoke that fire? Do you really want to poke the hornet's nest? I understand the guttural need to find out. But to me, the manner what she's going about it is she's throwing caution to the wind. And at the end of the day, when you do that, you can get burned. And I agree with you. She's she's in that set of of people who, you know, who are basically have a a target on their head, for lack of a better word. You're right. I'm going to flip flop because... Listen, you got off, shut your mouth, go about your business. Because <laughs> hug, uh, because Harrison did say that a couple weeks ago. He was like, I don't care, you you know? So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm done. We're done? Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So let's talk about the House majority, and or I guess the senator, because we didn't know where this was going at first. We had a senator that Olivia was talking to, and she was counseling him, telling him to step down because he slept with the intern and all this stuff. And I was like, so we have two scams going on at once? Like, what's going on? And we finally saw it play out because 
We can't leave out Olivia and Edison, apparently. Edison spent the night. He's been, they're together again. Yeah, they are together. together. Edison spent the night. They had a marvelous time, um, as we saw from the surveillance photos with with Fitz that we saw later. But they had a marvelous time, and, um, you know, Olivia is basically coaching him. And we didn't know why at first, but he was telling about all his past girlfriends trying to influence Olivia to tell about who she's been with because she's a beautiful woman. Why hasn't she been with anybody supposedly since they've broken up? And, and then, she didn't bite. Right. She didn't say anything. The only thing she said was, I need you to uh, support the bid tomorrow. When you find out this news, I need you to be the first person to give your support. And we found out that the senator was sleeping with the intern. He stepped down as the House leader, House Majority Leader, and then Edison gave his support and could potentially be the House Majority Leader. No, that he didn't it? give his support. That was the whole issue. Oh, that's, that's what I, I mean. Well, no, he gave his support of him stepping down. That's right, what I but mean. she wanted him to... Because she, she wanted him... She wanted the senator, Senator Schumann, I think is his name. She wanted him to step down as House Majority Leader, but not to resign as being senator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was saying, basically back him. So support him and basically say, like, okay, cool. Like, he, he messed up. He's stepping down, but he still should keep his Senate seat. Edison was like, no. Oh, yeah, he took it Edison to an extreme, basically yeah. was like, no, you know, we are in a position of authority. We're supposed to protect the youth. So, yes, it's it's honorable that he stepped down from House Majority Leader, but he should also lose his seat because he didn't properly represent his constituents. Right. And I think that in a weird way, I thought it was going to go a different way. And Olivia actually didn't fix him. She interacted with him as a girlfriend would and not as a fixer. And she kind of was like, OK, cool. Then how can we utilize this to help you as my boyfriend, but not per se looking out for her client, which is Senator Schumann. Yeah. Well, um, we saw that Hollis Doyle comes into the White House and he talks to Cyrus because what's the other guy's name? I feel like it was Holly. Holly was the other guy that they wanted to, that Hollis wanted to get the House majority. And, From Missouri. <laughs> right. And so Hollis was talking to Cyrus, and, you know, Cyrus and Hollis have this relationship where they don't really see eye to eye ever. And, you know, Hollis puts his foot down and says, you know, if you don't go my way, then some things are going to come out. Which we know, you know, I, I understand Cyrus is a bull, but you just don't mess with Hollis. And I feel like he's stepping on a thin line obviously we see by the end of the episode but cyrus is stepping on a really thin line here as far as how he treats hollis hollis just doesn't give a damn do, like, do you do you hello my, my microphone is on do you i'm gonna go in there and fix it for you mike uh, those there's some people who who care about what they're doing and there's some people who get up hold on guys we got some technical issues hold on guys everybody say hello to our engineer steven <laughs> Mic check. Okay, mine's on. Well, while we're while we're waiting, um, so she was saying that Hollis doesn't give a damn, and he just doesn't care about what people say. I'm just gonna slide this over so you can continue your conversation, right quick. Well, <clears throat> guys, can you hear me? Um, guys, can you? Hear me? <laughs> I was saying, Hollis cares about Hollis. There's some people who get they get a real rise out of hurting people and and in using their power. Hollis, he's an aggr- he's an aggressive man. So, you know, he wants to make sure everything is, is cool as far as covering up the scandal. But Hollis gets a rise out of out of pushing, pulling his weight like he likes that. And that's why he feels like he can just barge in everywhere and flex his muscles and say, you know what, I'm going to take care of it. Do this, do that. Hollis likes that. He's I mean, he's 
That's why we didn't we name him like top villain. Was he even on that list? No, he wasn't, no, he wasn't no, on he the list. Yes, he needs to be. He's definitely on there now. Um, and it's funny, and I I actually happen not to know the answer to this. So hopefully, you know, by tomorrow I will, or possibly people in the Twitterverse will. I don't know what the um what the punishment is for election tampering for poll tampering, mm. right? So that's number one, right? Let's just real quick surmise. Let's say it's five years, right? Hollis Doyle is probably the richest oil man, let alone one of the richest CEOs in the United States of America. So if the punishment is potentially five years. You have a really great attorney. You're really wealthy. Eh, maybe he does a year, six months in a cushy little hotel golf course style prison. He's not scared. So, because there was a moment when he was like, "I'm going to topple this house of cards," and Cyrus was like, "No, you don't. No, no, you won't." And I was like, "No, he, he can't because he'll be implicated." I don't think that scares him. My thing is, and I guess I'm going to go gully this season. Kill him. Mm. It's that simple for me. No, seriously, oh, like Hollis, kill him. Mm-hmm. Set up some car accident. Like we all know, and I know I don't know Hollis, but we all know he drinks too much. He's loud. And he's rowdy. No, seriously, go have Huck or someone follow him to a bar. Put something in his drink. Let him get in a car. You fix the car. He goes off and he crashes and he's done. Because Hollis is wielding mm-hmm. way too much influence and power. And at the end of the day, all of those people. They have too much to lose. When you have five, four against one, those are good odds. You're giving him too much power. By not actually putting him in line, you're giving him too much power. Question. What's up? The One of the richest men in the United States you think is going to be that easy just to kill that man? Yes. I, they can find yes. a way. They can, it, yes. if, if you're dealing with people like Huck, definitely. Yeah. And, and remember, I think it's great that you pointed that out because if Cyrus is so worried about his baby fits like he was in season one, where he was to the point that he hired Charlie to kill Amanda Tanner, then why can't he do it for this big oil guy? Yes, it will make news. It will definitely make news. But if if Charlie could get away with killing Amanda Tanner, they can find a way to, to kill this guy without anybody knowing the real reason or the real way he was killed. And it may come to that if Hollis does something to James or to someone else that people actually feel connected to, then they'll feel a reason to get revenge or to actually take action against Hollis. Because but as of right now, Hollis hasn't hurt anybody close to them. He blew up the, the, the building. Yeah, that was messed up. But for them, that didn't affect their personal life. Mm -hmm. Once he steps over that line and hits them in their personal like space, then I think they'll do something with Hollis. But until then, he's going to walk around like he owns the joint. And I think that's a problem because too much information is going to get out. Mm hmm. And and just like Cornelia said earlier, I think Hollis likes to inflict pain on people. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what type of plan B's he's setting. No, seriously. So he's like, okay, if I'm going down, you all are going down. You need to stop him before he starts to think that you guys are a liability. Because that's where he's at now. Yeah. He's like, oh, I see you. Basically, he's like, oh, I see your husband wrote a story about me. And you screwed me over with the House majority. And then try to play dumb. Like when Cyrus was like, oh, you asked us to give us give him your support, our support. And he's like, dude, I meant back alley. You know what I mean? Not the way you did, because then it's going to lead to Senator Davis becoming the House Majority Leader. He's like, don't mess with me. And we have to talk about that because that deals with the love triangle between mm-hmm. Olivia Edison and Fitz. Because Cyrus was talking to uh, Olivia and Olivia was trying to, you know, <laughs> lobby for Edison to get the bid. And then he said, you know, I know what you're doing. And he said, you know, if Cyrus or if uh, if Fitz 
completely supports Holly, then that means Edison would get the bid. And that means that he's no longer into you or he's over you, I should say. And Olivia, in her mind, because I, I didn't realize that's, that's what she was doing. I don't think she was fully or she wasn't fully invested in Edison yet. She wasn't fully invested yet. And so she was waiting to see what Fitz would do because, you know, she still has feelings for him. We saw how she looks at him on TV. She, he looks at her on TV and they still have feelings. They still have that little bit of hope that something's going to happen. Can I back up just for a split yeah, second? I, I'm corny. When she was with Senator Schumann and she was at, you saw half of her face mm-hmm. on the screen mm-hmm. and the way that Fitz was looking at her and the music was playing, I felt like Olivia could feel that Fitz was watching her. She was yeah. posing. And that's why, no, <laughs> and it was, but it was both. It was like she was uncomfortable. Like she could, you know what I mean? Like think about it, when they lock eyes, everything stops and there is, there's truth there and you can't hide anything. So I think she was literally trying to divert her eyes because then everything becomes apparent to everyone. That's very true because he, um, because Fix, Fitz was so fixated on what, uh, looking at Olivia, he tuned out what Cyrus was saying. Olivia is looking at the camera. She's not paying attention to what's going on. She's also in a daze too. So it was like they're kind of like a ghost moment. Yeah. 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 Well, I think one of our gladiators, oh, the one who called on the phone, um, she was saying how it was weird that the security men, security detail brought him surveillance pictures of Edison and Olivia still after he told them to stop. And he said, oh, we didn't get that message or memo. Do you guys think there's something behind that? Or because she was saying she thought there was some type of ulterior motive. Maybe Melly is the one behind the surveillance photo still getting to fits to mm. be that thorn and fits its side fits its side to say she's moved on and give i give him the pictures take pictures keep taking pictures and make sure that you put them on i, I don't desk, i don't think that melly i don't think that i think what what uh what fits has with his security it's you know what i'm saying that's, that's no because remember melly broke in when she uh it was that one time where melly got the information about him it was a whole Treegate scandal. Melly found that out from that one. I always get guy. Tom and yeah. Hal mixed and up. And wasn't the, was it the same guy who walked was in it, this time? It's that Hal. Wasn't no, the no, one, no, 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 no. Tom, one Tom was the one who brought the picture. It's, it's Hal who mm-hmm. was the one who blinked okay. too many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually agree with Bam. I think it wasn't Melly. I think that it was Cy. I think it's always Cy. Mm-hmm. Again, Cy knows he's a ticking time bomb, and that's even why. And because Cy, Cy is a little bit of a not nice person. Even when he told Olivia, like, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Because I'm hoping he's over you. Mm -hmm. He says it so flippantly. He's making sure that that happens, right? Because at the end of the day, he needs his president to be president. So I think that's that's who kind of, you know, did the end run. What I was actually surprised about, I was surprised that the president still had her under surveillance. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to people, I think, on Twitter and on YouTube. I really thought it was Cy 100%, but realizing that it was both Cy and Fitz. But I think the last the last envelope, that was definitely Cy. That would make sense considering that happened after Cy saw how the president was reacting to her on the TV. He could have exactly. had that as a plan yeah. saying, oh, you know, I just need you guys to give this to him now. I know it's stopping. I know I had you guys keep going and we were going to use this for emergency situation. And we have an emergency. I need to and go I in. think that. But, go ahead, Bam. But that scene, as he is, mm. as he's flipping the papers, yeah. The, yeah. the pictures, that kind of got me. I have to say, like, I think then, it got all of us. And then he was crying. Let's keep it real. I mean, he was crying. It, it, he was the poor man was hurt, and I was just like, oh, Olivia, why? You know, because 
you know, again, I'm for them. No, and it sucks. They had pictures of them in the bed together. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just pictures of them meeting. She was, uh, you know, at his back. They were smiling. Then it went to, you know, them getting dressed together. Then it went to in the bed. That's that's real. It's hard to see. That's hard to see. And I think that more importantly, it's in her apartment where Mm -hmm. he's only been once. That's true. As only as far as the living room on the couch. Again, it's that it's that perception of intimacy that he knows he's never had. And it's funny because I was extremely conflicted because I think as we all have said, the scene was amazing. Mm-hmm. Tony Goldwyn was just the way, the harshness, and it was almost like he was forcing himself. Like he was saying, I have to get over her, so I I have to almost wrench out my own soul. But then there was a part of me that was like, this isn't fair because he's not actually with Melly, right? Because I was conflicted because I was like, okay, he's married. She needs to get on with her life, right? But I think that there was some symmetry in the fact that they were both miserable. They both, they may not have been with each other, but they weren't with anyone else. So it was almost that they were maintaining in limbo. And as long as they did that, their love still had a place. So I think for him having to see her and to see her actually in his mind look happy, I think he felt conflicted. But I think that's why he had to he I think he loves her that much that if that's what she needs to be happy, he's more than willing to do it. And he will do everything in his power as a man to make sure that that happens. But let's keep it real. Let me just get on Olivia real quick and I'll be done with it. (laughs) Olivia, I don't feel she does. She doesn't love she doesn't love um, the senator. Well, no, I think maybe she 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 probably she, has love for him. Yeah, she has love for him. But in the very beginning, when he when like in a relationship, when a woman asks a guy certain questions, you are to answer those questions, or that's your. <laughs> What? Like which questions? When he was asking, when Senator was asking about uh, about uh, about her past, who she's been involved with. When a woman asks a guy that, you are to answer that question asap. Don't even stutter. Don't think. You need to answer those questions immediately. And the fact that she didn't answer those questions said a lot. I feel like Olivia only um, she only. Got with Wait, are you I saying totally when disagree. a guy asks she, a woman yeah, that? Yeah, he, he transverses yeah, his transfer, gender yeah. role. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely disagree with you. And, but no, no, go ahead. Just, sorry. Just one, go ahead. one other thing. I feel like Olivia caved in because she realized that, okay, I think it's over between, between Fitz and I, so let me just go ahead and make this work. But think... Mm. But, but, but... Oh, yes, Olivia loves Fitz. Yes, he's the president and he's married. Yes, they at this moment, it seems as if they can't be together. But any woman who's in a relationship with a man that you can't be with, you at some point you have to try to force yourself to move on. I totally it's just agree. so convenient that the senator came back into her life at the same time that he's pushing this relationship on her. It's it, This is a convenient situation for her to try Maybe she's like, you know what? Let me see if I can make this work or make myself into this man. Let me try it. But of course, she's not totally invested in it. You can tell, and it didn't take until it took until the end of the the this episode mm-hmm. for her to finally say, "Okay, I'll be seen with you in public." After Fitz did what he did, mm-hmm. so and remember I mean, the conversation. He's a, he's a convenient man for her at this moment in time. The conversation she had with Harold Pierce's wife when she said that uh 
you know, when, when, when Harold Pierce's wife was like, oh, I thought there was a little bit of hope or whatever. And we saw that Harold Pierce was actually happy. He had a bimbo who was probably stealing all his money, but he was happy. And then that was the moment where she realized, you know, it's over. And she said, you know, sometimes you have to do what's going to make you happy and realize that basically it's over. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she had her point when Edison got the bid to be senator because the president endorsed Holly. And, you know, maybe she doesn't fully love him as much as she loves um, Fitz right now, but she has to give it a try because mm-hmm. in her mind, she can't really go back to Fitz. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he's moved on completely, completely, in, in her mind at least. Yeah, and I think that also what it's easy to forget, I think there are many layers of love. Yeah. Right? So I think, uh, does she love him? Yes. I mean, she was engaged to be married to this man, even though I have... I actually don't detest them, I think, as much as other people do. Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't it's just little yeah. things. It's even, like, the way he said, oh, that last person must have hurt you, like, so bad. Yeah, that was it cold. Was, it was cold. I, so there's those little things I don't like about him. But I think that there's a big difference between the love or whatever feeling she has for for the senator versus the fact that Fitz and her are soulmates. So I think that the two can't even be compared. Like, it's it's that simple. Like, their love, when the judge says they breathe in sync, you kind of can't compare the two. And I think that leads into the fact that she's really trying to be normal. I think she she yearns for that because if she can't be in sync with him, then she her only other option is to be normal. And I think that... If you compare her relationship with Fitz to the senator's previous relationships in terms of the fact that you're like, you sh- you need to answer the questions, mm-hmm. I think that's bullshit. Or Sorry, oh. maybe I can't. My bad. That was a slip. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. That was Sophia swearing. Um, because the senator's relationships were fillers. That's why the way he was talking about them, he was like, oh, yeah, she didn't like to read. Can you believe it? She actually said she didn't like to read. And the other one liked to read, but blah, 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 whatever. That's, that's people like, he barely even remembered their names, Right. It is obvious that if you don't want to talk about someone, that they it was serious, mm. and it was either serious because it was that amazing, or it was that painful, or both. On some levels, a man who was as intimate as he presumably was with Olivia needs to ease off just a little bit, because she's still healing. And he knows that. That's why he's pushing her. He's been pushing, 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 knowing that there must have been something where she needed to heal. I think the way she handled it at the end of the episode was yeah. as she as she should. Certain things are none of your business. But I'm going to tell you, yes, it was serious. That No. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have a right to know that just because he asked the question. But yes, does he have a right to know that it was serious? But he has a right to know that she's all in. He does. That's okay. what she needed. That was the conversation yeah. that needed to be had. Yeah, she needed to do that. If she wouldn't have done that at the end, then for him, it should have been red flags because she keeps dodging it. Like, what? You don't want to be seen in public with me like that. It, I know she said she she played the political card, but when you don't want to be seen in public with the man, to some people it says, "So is the man that you're that you were dating going to be there or going to see us?" And if so, tell me so I won't be blindsided right. when we bump into this man and your googly eyes over him and I'm standing here with a glass of champagne. Well, you know, we'll, disagree, we'll disagree on this one. So yeah. you know, well, well, we have to address the big issue before we run out of time. Yeah. So we have Melly who oh. is planning this gala for the president, his birthday gala, and you know she's all gung ho about it and she tells him he says, "You know, I don't really like uh, surprises in these events." She says, "You can't always get what you want." So we have that. And then um, they do the dinner. And then, um, you know, after Olivia says to Edison, I'm all in, she decides to go to the gala because obviously she doesn't have anything to worry about with Fitz because it's over. She looked so good. She looked 
freaking amazing because yeah. she had, we have to talk about she finally straightened her hair and we I know I said immediately she looked like 10 years younger and you are so incredibly beautiful <laughs> seriously <laughs> and the dress she was wearing like she looked stunning like absolutely stunning um and she she goes there with Edison and he's amazed as always and then we see Melly and Fitz in the car but the the chemistry and the the whole dynamic between Melly and Fitz was a little off and we talked about this on Twitter because everybody even me. I watched the trailer. I don't know if you watched the trailer. I have refused. Well, to they showed it. that scene in the trailer, and it was kind of weird that Melly, being the person she is and being the motives that she has, that she wouldn't want to show Fitz off and want to show the baby off and be in the in the limelight in the public spotlight. The fact that she would sit there and say, you know, oh no, I don't think we should go, especially since you're the one who planned this whole event. Where's this coming from? All of a sudden, so that's I think how we all knew something was going to happen. But I don't understand, or I'm a little confused as to, not confused, it makes her a suspect. For me, no. For me, it doesn't. Sometimes you have a gut feeling. Sometimes when I'm driving in my car and I'm going somewhere and something tells me, you know what? I don't feel like going. But where did that come from all of a sudden? I don't know where these things come from when I have Was it the dinner? Exactly. Thank you. You It was a dinner. It's a dinner. Because things are becoming too close. Like, she's, I think she's... She's actually starting to say, oh, my goodness, what happens if this comes out? And remember, if you were, I'm pretty sure I have to watch the episode, but at the dinner, when he mm. was telling a story, somebody was like, oh, you don't have to tell that story again. And James insisted that he tell the story. No, it was it was Melly. Oh, yeah. And James insisted that he tell the story and knowing she was the one who leaked the information about Hollis, knowing that James is so adamant about getting a top story. If he finds out that information, uh, you know, he's oh, no, with... No, no, Melly was the one that was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, she didn't want him to tell the story. Right. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. Like, so so now knowing that she doesn't want him to tell the story and then James was insistent, knowing that James was a reporter and all this stuff and he could potentially figure it out, then I think that might have sparked a little bit. And then the fact that... Or, ooh. The fact that Hollis wanted Holly to be the House Majority Leader, he didn't get that, knowing how Hollis has this master plan and he doesn't give up about anybody or whatever she knows that the president oh my god and I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Melly knew something was it wasn't intuition I think Melly may have had a little birdie chirp something in her ear they may not necessarily have said damn that's a good point they may not necessarily have said we're going to shoot and try to assassinate your husband but for like you piggybacking off of what Emil said Melly always wants to be in the spotlight. She wants to see that every table. She wants to be seen. She wants, she went out, she made a deal with Olivia to go out mm-hmm. in the middle of, you know, the garden to talk to a family so she can get some publicity. Melly wants her shine. So for her to be in the car, like, oh, you know, uh, a little iffy to me, that says Melly knew something was going down. It wasn't that she just had a bad feeling, but somebody along the way told her, you better watch your back. Your husband better watch his back. That's why I think that she didn't want him to get out of the car. That's a good point. But I think she... I think also it would have helped maybe if she would have faked it a little bit and said, you know, something like, oh, the baby's, you know what I'm saying? I, well, that's what he asked her, too. Is something wrong with the baby? And she could have played that yeah, off. Yeah, and she didn't, yeah. What were you going to say? Oh. <laughs> I, just think, I just don't think, knowing Melly and her history with wanting to be public and want, wanting to be seen, that was weird. I think, like you said, I think, to me, Melly's a suspect. 
Mm, okay. She may not have known exactly what was going down. But she knew something. But she she might have known something. Maybe not, but that's just what I think. And she may be an accomplice. But I have, but we all had the same reaction. When we heard that gun go off, we were all sitting there and all of our hearts literally just dropped. Like I watched, I stood up and walked away. You, yeah, you stood up, but all all of us all kind of just leaned back like what the F? Like it was because like Sophia said I always reference conversation we had before the show but like Sophia said she was saying that was one of the things where people were saying there's no way he can be shot because that's too obvious we heard a scream in the trailer there's no way they would shoot him so the fact that we weren't expecting it because it's so obvious it made it even more shock just like last season when they showed somebody being um, pulled out of the water Mm -hmm. there's no we were like there's no way they could have killed Amanda Tanner why are you so quiet (laughs) Sophia I'm listening (laughs) What? No, I, I like, I agree. For me, I think I was more taken aback because out of everybody who's shady and the people who could have gotten picked off, Fitz is the one who really doesn't know what is going on. He's just he told like when he was at the dinner table, he told the story. He was happy. He was like, "Yeah, this is what happened. We came from behind." Mm-hmm. Fitz is the scandal, but Fitz doesn't know he's the scandal, <laughs> and he's the one who got picked off. And I just almost like, really? "Why? Why him?" And it's funny. I thought the same thing too. But then I was thinking, I was like running the scenario right because now you have a nation in crisis, right? So a nation in crisis, you can't leak another story. No one's going to care mm-hmm. if for any reason, God forbid, I won't say it, but he the senator i mean vice president langston becomes president we know what would happen then same thing you still have a nation in mourning so the defiant scandal even if someone leaked it nobody will care like it will seem like throwing stones you know at it at it at a dead legacy yeah um and and so i think that on some levels it actually on some levels makes the most sense where i can't quite figure it out is who literally set up the hit are we assuming it has to be defiance? Could it be something completely different? Like, we forget that in terms of even the the timing of these episodes, it's episode seven. Season one, we would have been done. Shonda specifically said there were multiple story arcs, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, if you think about it, it divides, not perfectly, but in three sets of seven, right? So maybe there's, maybe it's a new scandal. Mm. I, I know that's going on on a limb, but it, it may actually have nothing to do with defiance. And My gut says it does, but there's a part of me that says it could actually be a complete. And that's why I love because and I'm it keeps leaning us, towards that too. It keeps us. Uh, that's great if re- it does. And the yeah. reason why I'm leaning towards that real quick is because, according to Hollis, James will shut up. He doesn't know that James is in Ohio looking for this this stuff. Melly isn't a problem because Melly, you know, she just wants to be Melly. He already had the discussion with Cyrus. Cy- he doesn't know. No one in this situation knows the information that's being dug up except for Quinn, now Huck, and James. So for everybody involved at the the table, no one will have a reason to do damage control and shoot fits because they're scared that this new story is going to come up. So it may be, like you said, a whole nother scandal because according to the people at the table, they've taken care of it. They're on top of it. I can't handle it. Uh, yeah, no. As well as the fact that, and and I'm going to go back on myself a little bit, when Melly first sees Fitz for the first time after three weeks, and she's like, you didn't even call for three weeks, and she goes, you know, I thought you were dead, like wishful thinking. Melly's rude, mm. but Melly doesn't slip. Melly is very deliberate in her words. So therefore, if she was literally planning to kill him, 
she wouldn't have said that. Yeah. She would angle from a different approach. Yeah, I just, I, I just somehow, was, yeah. I, yeah, of all she people, I don't think she's I the, don't think anybody at that table yeah. planned to shoot fits. I think, like you said, like Sophia said, this is a whole new scandal that has nothing to do with defiance. And I, and I also just thought that they didn't speak to each other. They didn't speak in three weeks. And then he gets there and she didn't even realize that he was even coming. Like, Wait, what? When, um, when Melly, the president was, uh, Fitz was gone for three weeks. Yeah. Not a call, not a text. I mean, that's normal for them. That actually yeah, doesn't surprise me. They don't like that, each other. Yeah, they're over it. Someone in our chat, uh, Loney Renee, says that Millie's endgame looks better with an assassinated husband rather than a living husband that will throw it all away. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And no, that's actually brilliant. And it actually ties in. Did you notice that she dressed differently this episode? Mm-hmm. She wasn't on that whole 70s. She was back to she her did. normal. Self, that actually is brilliant. Oh my god, a fallen president. She's the first. Oh my god, that's great. That's brilliant. I still don't. I my gut says no, but that's that's absolutely brilliant because the, she that's that's where she comes alive. Right. Like in mourning, on monologues, on connecting with people. On that is so great. But to throw another wrench out of here. She she says, thank you. Oh, my God. Ah." (laughs) Where's the vice president? Well, no, because at the end of the day, it's like she's just going to she's just going to carry out the rest of the term. Term, Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And remember, what are they two years in? Because that's why the whole issue is they're 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 building up for reelection. I know we're out of time before I forget. I just remember the the Twitter thing I was talking about earlier. Somebody said, um, Emilio, everybody thinks press shooting had to do with defiance. Remember Billy Chambers? How do we know he's dead? That's a good. Are we sure he's dead? we don't know. We don't we don't know. We don't know. And I've always I've always gone back and forth on that one. And I don't know. Cuz what he could have do with Charlie? I don't know. We're not going to we can talk about that online. We have to move on, but um God, what an episode. And I cannot wait to see next week, especially after seeing the pre- the right bravo to the writers as always. <laughs> it's keep me going. Um but let's go into some news and gossip. Oh. We got new. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Um, so, last week, oh, last week we had a special birthday, and, um, it's our gladiator over here, so I wanted to sing happy birthday to Cornelia. Oh, you gotta sing. And you know I never sing, so this is special. All right, cut the music, everybody. Oh, and there's a cupcake. Red velvet. You guys. Let me make sure I start on the right note. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, <laughs> dear Cornelia. <laughs> Happy birthday to you and many more. Had to get my church voice on for a minute. Um, oh, thank you. Happy guys. birthday. Enjoy your red velvet cupcake. I will. Um, and now let's give some shout outs. TV news. 
As always, it's one of our favorite parts of the show. We love to shout you guys out. And we love to shout you guys out because you guys are so powerful and you guys go on iTunes and you rate and you comment and you subscribe which helps us do what we do and it helps us to be better and you guys go on Twitter and YouTube and you comment and we love it, we love it, we love it. So I'm going to start with iTunes and if you could see your name on the board just in case I mess it up or pronounce it wrong, I'm going to start with iTunes. We have Nike617, Jovan Smith on to Twitter, Phil Purple, Miria Dilworth, DJ Azo, go in and let have Belina a meet cute team carry w1977 also known as team carry washington how cute miss underscore t lovey the original the original petty polka 85 nana 08 all day tammy i gladiate <laughs> denisha b jennifer m davis and for YouTube, we have uh, Tina, Cindy, 2008, Dee Dee Cooney, E Imagine, 2975, D Elton, SSS, 215, Miss Completely Careless, Line Yell, E New York, LA, <laughs> Tiny626, Scandal Moments, He Kept Me For You, Tula, 910, Tune, Millie, 03, Pumpkin, 007, MVS, 1123, Beijing Kim, Bup, Bup. Jolie Pitt 9, Mrs. Dev, Dev's Girl, DG, DJ, Miss 718, um, LS Need 85, Inza Marie, Vizalot, Rave Not One Piece, Bucky L, Mrs. Gulbis, Mr. Miss Well, Dolphine 45, Thesberry 4, Mr. Henry 84, Kim 2424, and KRM. 2816. As always, we love you guys. So again, go on iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. We will be online on Twitter probably in like an hour talking about this episode forever as well as on YouTube. We love your comments. We love your theories. Um, we love mentioning things that we weren't able to talk about um, because as you can tell, we bring a lot of this into the show and it only makes us better. So again, Gladiators, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Um, so now let's go to our predictions. So, you're after Buzz TV. I guess the main prediction that I want to know, which we kind of discussed already, is essentially who shot the president. Who do we think shot the president? And like I said, I think Millie's a strong suspect, but also, I feel like Hollis would be too obvious. Yeah, I don't think any, like I said, I don't think anybody at the table has anything to do with this. I do want to link Charlie back to it somehow. Like, I want to, for, for some reason, when Charlie made that phone call at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. he said, I'm back in town, you know, looking for some more work. We don't know who he called. And we don't know if who he called felt like, okay, since Charlie is here, let's get it done now. Take out Fitz. I'm going to go in a whole completely different route rather than who killed him. What's going to happen now? Will he die? Mm. Um, I mean, he's been gone a couple episodes. He's directing, doing some other stuff. Is he going to die? And the next question is, now that Olivia has moved on, now she, she, if he's if he lives, what's going to happen in a relationship? Because obviously, obviously she was there and she's torn. So there's a whole lot of things that can happen now. There's just like Sophia, like you said, now be, now there becomes a new scandal. So not who shot him, but now what's going to happen? Will he die? Um, will he live? What's going to happen with Olivia? Is she going to have to come back to the White House? What's going to happen? Mm. Is she going to she, you know? I think that there's a part of her, her man's been shot, like... In front of, she was there. Yeah, she's there. 
And so she saw her man get shot and what's what's going to be her reaction? What is she going to do? Obviously, she's going to be at the hospital because we see a scene where she's standing um, at the hospital with a bunch of blood. So that's deep. And that might be the breaking point between her and Edison because yeah. Edison is going to see her going through and this he, ordeal and then and, he's going to put two and two together and, and figure say, it out. That's who is mm. that who you were dealing with? Mm. Boom. Maybe. This is, I, I don't know. I want I, I, I can't wait. We're I gonna, can't wait. Thank goodness we don't have to wait two weeks for this. I know, seriously. But we'll continue the conversation online, guys. Where can we find you? You can find me at Bam Erickson. On Twitter, Sophia Stanley. Hey, guys, I'm at Cornelia. And at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. And, guys, we'll continue this next week. I cannot wait. It's going to be the longest week ever. But we will be here next week, same time, same place, and always on Twitter and YouTube. So uh, make sure you continue the conversation with us. We love you, Gladiators. See you next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 